What is up, everyone? Welcome to He Says, She Says, where we talk about everything he, she, or they have to say only here on Magis Radio. You're listening to Kai, and I am joined by two of the bestest people in the world, if I do say so myself, IJ Limpin and Bea Gaetana. Guys, say hi! Hello! Hello! Hi. What's up? How are you guys? Oh my gosh, it's been so hot the past few days. It really is summer na talaga. True. And it rained just mm-hmm. earlier, so it's very, very humid. Oh, it did? It there? Mm-hmm. Here in my place, it didn't at all. So, you know, I'm just enjoying the heat. Well, Bea's in the boondocks. Any... So, yeah, I'm in the boondocks. Oh. <laughs> is boondocks genuinely, like, the English translation of boondock? I mean, I know boondock is hill. But, like... No, it's mountain. Really? Is it boondock hill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. We're not really uh we're we're not really uh sure oh about topography. Is that the word? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, anyway <laughs> I digress. I just wanna brag a little bit. It's been really windy over here these past few days, so <laughs> okay. All right, so today we've got something special for our listeners. You guys are tuned in to He Says, She Says, the Grammys edition. Now, the Grammys just hit us in time for Women's Month, so what better time than now? Tend to talk about some special ladies in the music industry and to talk about, let's say, the the industries, the industries growing diversification. Say that five times twice. Five times twice? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <huh. laughs> but anyway all right so let's begin by talking about some of our winners and what went down starting with Billie eilish and megan d stallion so before we go into that right you guys are familiar with how award shows go and how like and how um the people who win the awards they winners they go up to stage and then they get to the little podium and they give their little acceptance speech where they like um they thank their loved ones and their crew, um, so on and so forth, right? But recently, um, it's become more of a common occurrence, I guess, where artists um, say, instead of immediately like thanking their crew or their team, instead they go into this whole like um, tangent about how they didn't feel like they deserved the award or how they, it should have gone to other people, you know. All of that stuff. Now, I bring this up because that is exactly what happened when Billie Eilish won the award for Record of the Year. Billie won the Record of the Year award for her song Everything I Wanted, which I have to admit I haven't listened to yet. I'm not a big Billie Eilish person. Oh no. But... Because same. <laughs> I just listened to it yesterday. I have not. She has some good songs though. But I just... True. But anyway, yeah. So she won Record of the Year for Everything I Wanted. Um, but when she got up on stage, instead of immediately going into like thanking everybody, I mean, I mean, she did eventually, if you watch her acceptance speech, she eventually goes, thank you to my team, to my brother, blah, 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 blah. She started it off by addressing Megan the Stallion. She believed that she didn't deserve the award and felt that it should have gone to Megan the Stallion for her song Savage, which was nominated for the same award. Let me directly quote. She said, this is really embarrassing for me. I was going to write a speech about how Megan Thee Stallion deserves the award. But then I was like, there's no way they're going to choose me. I was like, it's hers. You deserve this. You had a, you had a year that is unstoppable. You're a queen. I want to cry thinking about how much I love you. Now, people have drawn comparisons 
between this, um, what Billy, how it happened to Billy, if you could say that it happened to her, and um, what went down in the 2017 Grammy Awards between Adele and Beyonce. Do you guys remember that? I don't actually. I don't really keep up with the Grammys that much. Okay, so in 2017, during the Grammys, Adele was awarded Album of the Year for her album 25, which was a phenomenal album, by the way. Indeed. But during her acceptance speech, she went on about how Beyonce and her album Lemonade, which also came out that year, or in 2016 rather, deserved the award. Now, in her speech, she talked about her own experience and hardships and um, her mom, her mom, and later said that she couldn't possibly accept the reward and felt humbled and gracious. But, and this is a direct quote, the artist of my life is Beyonce, and this album for me, the Lemonade album, was so monumental and so well thought out and so beautiful and soul-bearing. Now, that wasn't the only comparison people drew. People have also drawn comparisons between Billie Eilish and Kanye West. What? Same. I was confused, too. I was confused, too. Okay, so hear me out. So a lot of com- a lot of people are, of course, comparing what B- Billy did to what Adele did. Oddly, they're also comparing it to Kanye's takeover of Taylor's MTV VMA awarding for Best Female Video category, which is ancient. That's a relic in like pop culture history. But anyway, so I like to think we all sort of remember this, where um, when Kanye went up on stage to take over Swift's acceptance speech, and was all you know. This really goes. This this award really belongs to Beyonce. Blah 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 blah. So those are the main comparisons people are really drawing. Now, you sort of have to wonder, like, what is this pattern of not accepting the nomination, right? Why do you guys think people don't feel that they deserve the awards? Well, I feel like uh, artists are basically just as human as we are. And I think they just, they feel just as... um, you know, because being human, we feel undeserving of a lot of things. And especially like with the Grammys, it's such a huge award and nobody really expects to win. Or like when they do expect like, you know, deserve for And that's that, that's still pretty good. Like you're acknowledging your hard work and everything. But yeah, I think I think it's still a pretty common feeling to feel to feeling to feel feeling to <laughs> feel that you don't deserve good things in life. You know, <laughs> well, sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I was going to say something about, like, imposter syndrome, but then that works too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imposter syndrome could definitely be it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, when Bea mentioned something about being human, you know, I mean, they're just like us. <laughs> All right. So, there are a few reasons as to why um, artists might not immediately accept the um, the award or immediately... Uh, I guess, no, except the award is correct. Now, first, it could be an act of admiration for, maybe it could be like the biggest compliment you could give your fellow artist if you receive an award, um, but then you're like, no, it shouldn't have gone to me. It should have gone to this other person, you know? So just like how Adele felt um, that Beyonce far deserved the award more than she did because she really liked um, Lemonade and felt that it was soul-bearing and, you know, all those other words she used. Um, on another note, it could also be an act of solidarity. So, we know that the Grammys and the 
the Academy. It's sort of a, it's an institution that's come under fire for a lot of things that I don't think we have the time to get into in this episode. You know, like, you know, sexism, colorism, um, so on and so forth. So if, let's say, a, a white a white artist defers their award um, to, let's say, an artist of color. Perhaps that could be seen as sort of like an act of protest or, I mean, like we said, like an act of solidarity, right, with artists of color and, say, maybe women artists too, if it's like a male artist receiving the award, right? Now... Despite all of the headway we've made in terms of like diversity and you know awarding colored artists, artists of color rather, artists of color and um, women, we still have something of like a bias, I guess, a heteronormative, very male, very white male centric bias to fight. Now, the question I have for you guys is: Do you think artists genuinely believe that they don't deserve the award that? goes to them that's an interesting question Hmm. right like at what point is it false modesty or like is it performance just for show yeah i mean for me i guess there could be some truth to it because uh you know if you actually care about like your uh reputation and stuff like that or if you're you know if you're a prideful person you wouldn't uh go uh, um on uh broadcast and say these things on live television right like you would have some you know some quote-unquote shame uh you know with like yourself so uh you know benefit of the doubt i guess uh i'll believe it (laughs) if there's proof that they're insincere then you know maybe that's when i'll yeah yeah. well that's on them like (laughs) yeah i was initially gonna say that well, it's Hollywood, and anything is possible in Hollywood. <laughs> but yes, I, I eventually I was like, that's kind of like a cynical point of view on it. I like same as IJ. Like I like to think that there is a genuine aspect to what they're saying. Like I don't know. Sometimes you can just sense when people are being fake and when they're not. You know. In fairness, Naman, it isn't a common thing. It isn't a common, common thing, right? And like awarding, not even like the Oscars or whatever. No one's like, oh, um, I don't know, Jojo Rabbit should have won instead of Marriage Story. I don't know if they were ever like nominated for the same category, but yeah, you know. <laughs> Let's just go with it. <laughs> just for example, just an example to contextualize what I'm saying. So yeah, I can, I think, I think we can trust when, um, when artists say they don't believe that they deserve it. But then, um, see, my problem is, I just want to throw this out there and I want you guys to give me your thoughts on this. I feel like specifically in the case of Billy and Megan, right, where a white, a white artist is um, deferring to a, an artist of color, a black artist, don't you feel that it in some way vilifies the artist of color? Only in that um, it's sort of like, it's sort of like Megan is the reason Billy doesn't believe herself to be worthy of the award. I don't know if I'm explaining myself well, but do you guys get me? I was just about to ask what vilifies mean, but then I, I, I think... Oh, I yeah. Just, <laughs> me and I, I was going to ask like the same like, question. This episode <laughs> is just a exercise in English. 
yes <laughs> but yeah you guys get what i mean right like yeah, yeah. like don't you think that it might turn let's say billy's fan base against against megan and like i'm just worried it's not like a dangerous precedent for award shows in the future what do you guys think i mean a part of me feels like it's it's not really on the artist anymore but then again they are a sort of a public figure and people do like look up to them and they do follow them so but then with this scenario and I'm like how how toxic do you have to be to like take this good natured thing and be like oh my goodness like I hate you because my favorite artist says that she doesn't deserve the award when she still won the award you know like taking it that far yeah exactly the same for me like I mean you know some people are just hateful like (laughs) (laughs) Twitter is just hateful period yeah some people are just hateful let me just let's close this segment by me with me asking you guys if you think that Billy deserved the award or if it should have gone to Megan well I I think you and I are out of the count because we haven't listened to the song (laughs) to Billy's song (laughs) So this is but this is all just this on is, this me. is all on you, Bea. So between <laughs> Savage, the Savage remix, and everything I wanted, I think was the name of her song. Which song deserved Record of the Year? Okay, see now I realize that yesterday while I was researching on the songs, that my Spotify did not load when the time came <laughs> to search for the Savage remix. But I have listened to the original <laughs> Savage. Does that oh count? <laughs> You know what? Okay, okay. It's the closest anyone any one of us will get. So, um, I'm not the biggest Billy fan either, and it's not like I can dance much to her song. That's really no, it. That's but then really again, it. they did say that the, the, the record of is it record of the year? Um, was the award? But yeah, that they did say that's based on the technical aspects. But also, I don't really know anything about um making music. And I just think that why should we pit great woman against another great woman, you know? It's a good answer. It's a good answer. All right. So that is pretty much it for our first segment. Billy is not the only phenomenal woman that won the award that night. Another would be Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm not really sure. Uh, like, are you guys familiar with Taylor Swift? I'm going to start this by saying... I didn't like Taylor Swift for a for a considerable Why not? a considerable amount of time in my life. Guys, see, I think it it's it's um it's carryover from when she was accused of white feminism. Very, very uh, valid accusations, by the way. And so I'm still sort of I'm something in me is still sort of clinging on to that. It's like holding you back. Yeah, I like I will enjoy her songs. But another but the other part of me is like, you you traitor? This white feminist? You're listening to her songs? It's like, yeah, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning to unlearn that, if you will. Okay. Gross. <laughs> what about you, IJ? What do you feel about Taylor Swift? Um, well, um, I was one of, like, uh, I wouldn't say biggest fans, but, like, I was a big fan before, like, as a kid. I don't know why, for some reason, like, I collected all her albums. Like, like as in the CDs, right? Like, I went to CD stores and bought them. And then, you know, just uh, after maybe uh, f- 
reputation, that's when it started to dwindle down for me. Honestly, you think like that wasn't her, uh, like, I don't know, maybe just a hot take. Like, she shouldn't have gone that direction. Although we got like getaway car from that, so I can't fault her. Um, but yeah, now I'm more of a casual listener. Uh, listened to folklore a bit. Uh, didn't listen to Evermore. I'm sorry. It's okay. The judging eyes of Taylor, they won't judge you. <laughs> All the Swifties <laughs> listening to us right now carrying like pitchforks. Yeah. Oh, yes. Writing your name down, IJ <laughs> But no. anyway, so that's also pretty much why a lot of people, like, found the whole topic of Taylor pretty controversial. Like, what with, like, what we mentioned earlier with the whole Kanye and the VMAs and the whole, like, criticism about her silence and her soft-spokenness. But despite all that, she has managed to stay relevant in society's eyes and, more importantly, in the music industry. And this year, Taylor won the Best Album of the Year for Folklore, which means she's the first female to join the ranks of Sinatra and Stevie Wonder with three Album of the Year awards. Oh, I had no, that's no idea. Same. That's I didn't cool. know. Right? Good for her. Let's go, women. Good for yeah. her. And, you know, like, we basically grew up with Taylor, like, from grade school. Like, yeah, we went through the, all yes. the phases that she went through. <laughs> Like, this girl changed so much from her fearless and speak now, which emphasized her country roots. And, like, mm-hmm. was that when she, um, 15 and what are the other songs in the album? Um, um fearless was speak, was, um, you belong with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I yeah, I'm guessing. That, I'm guessing. Yes. Thank you, IJ, for the brilliant <laughs> karaoke, for the brilliant demonstration. I. But yeah, Fearless was like, hey, Stephen, I think. I oh, think. yeah. Yes, um, oh my god, those are the times when I'd be like, heartbroken over a boy that didn't even exist. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Singing to like, teardrops on my guitar, just yes! like really feeling that in your soul. Exactly. I don't know if this isn't any of her albums, but one of my favorite songs from before was Superstar. <gasps> that was you on know that one, Fearless, IJ? Platinum oh, Edition. Oh my goodness, I used to dedicate yeah, that song I to Justin that. Bieber. <laughs> Just a share. Oh my god. You know what, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and and then she went on to create Red, which was the main show of her transition period of country pop. And like Taylor does not disappoint, you know, like with 1989 and Reputation. And then Lover came out, which had a stark difference from Reputation, but equally, if not more entertaining. But um, I'm not as familiar with her recent albums anymore. I'm still like a very uh, loyal old Taylor fan, even though I'm not a big Swifty. There's something about her old songs. I think it, I think it's the nostalgia of it all, you know. But like, out of all the songs of Taylor that you know, what 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 is your favorite one out of all of them? That's hard. That that's pretty hard. That is her, so her songs define different parts of my life, at least. <laughs> your beaver your beaver phase um my beaver phase um when i was like nine and pining for the cute boy like hoping that i wishing that i had a cute boy next door to like sing her songs to i can't say i have a favorite taylor swan taylor swong taylor swan <laughs> the, the favorite taylor song but i do have a favorite album i think her best album was speak now <gasps> speak now was chef's kiss chef's kiss hmm. that was peak taylor for me 
Okay, now I wouldn't call myself a Swifty. <laughs> I wouldn't just, call myself so a Swifty. So nobody can cancel you on this. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what my favorite Taylor song is though, because I mean she has a lot of good songs, and like uh, objectively speaking, she's a really good songwriter. But maybe, um, I'll just choose like uh like an like an era, just to just to be yeah, safe. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> hands down, 1989. Cause oh. um, that yeah, was wow. I mean, just take away how you get the girl, and you know, uh, you shake it off is actually tolerable. But that song is just like <laughs> not, not it. So just remove it. Completely forgot about shake it off. Same. I forgot that was a Same. song. <laughs> I just blocked it out. It's like um, <laughs> Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. I just refuse to hear it. Oh, my God. Hey, Shape of You is not that bad. Oh, okay. All right, Bea. Uh-huh. If you say so. <laughs> I think I'm just going to let myself out now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so in the past year, Taylor, um, I remember when people were freaking out like every month. I don't know how many times the G dropped so many hints about the stuff she was releasing, but she did release two albums in one year and people were freaking out. Like Taylor fans were so spoiled. Taylor fans were so spoiled the past year. And she also re-recorded and re-released her first ever album, Fearless. Wait, did she really? Is it out? The album though. I don't think she, re- I don't think she re-recorded the album, but she's in the process of it, right? Yeah. I know she released. That's what I heard. But I know she released Love Story. Already? <laughs> disclaimer. I just gotta put a disclaimer after every comment that he makes now. <laughs> I'm a casual listener, people. Yeah, I, you know, it's just, just my, my vibe sometimes. But yeah, well, the reason why she did this actually was to sort of give her the rights of the song. Not even sort of. The original release of Fearless. Um uh, her contract didn't allow her to own the mass recordings of the songs and albums, and that's why she re-released Fearless now. But uh, some people are thinking that, um, are saying that Taylor's making a fuss about wanting to own the rights of her songs, but I think that it's not really making a fuss. It's it's your song. Come on, like, right? I don't know. I love, like, I love Taylor. I, I also used to have a time that I didn't like her, but that was kind of like my anti-pop phase, so. But here we are now. I have accepted... <laughs> I have grown. I know that there are still other artists. One of a, uh, one of uh, another important artist that also won a very big award, and I want IJ to tell us about it. Oh yes. Okay. Now it's time to talk about Queen B. So yes, of course, um, Beyonce. Now I will say I'm a fan of Beyonce. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just to, you know, just to put it out there. Um, and yeah, um, during the Grammy, she won four awards, if I'm not mistaken. So she won Best R&B Performance for Black Parade, a Best Rap Song, and Best Rap Performance for Savage Remix with Megan Thee Stallion, and then Best Music Video, oh, I didn't know about this, um, for Brown Skin Girl, which I have not seen, but yes, um, I'm a Beyonce fan. Um, so yeah, um, you know, of course, like four wins in one night, uh, that's that's pretty crazy, but also she set a new record with her twenty eighth win 
for most Grammys won by a woman. Can you imagine like so 28 Grammys? It's so crazy, wow. dude. No, no, it's got to be like hidden, like Easter eggs around her house. <laughs> Can't believe it though, like... Wow. Uh, she won her first two Grammys at the age of 19. What are we doing, <laughs> What were guys? you doing at 19? Um, uh, eating cup noodles in my condo unit? I think so. Do you think um, Beyonce would be eating cup noodles in her condo at 19? No. So, you could argue that you had it better. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just a, <laughs> it's just a perspective thing. Um, yeah, she, she won this though during her time as a member of Destiny's Child. Um, and she did mention that, um, she's been working since she was nine. So, you know, she was really just grinding ever since. And, you know, okay, um, since we're talking about Beyonce, let's try to have a look back at her, you know, her evolution, her, her relevance and cultural impact. So yes, um, as a solo artist, of course. So yeah, um, you know, uh, I'm a big, uh, I'm, a, I keep saying I'm a big fan, but I really am a big fan because, like, um, I used to listen to her first album, uh, Dangerously in Love, like as a, as a kid. Uh, well, not as a kid, but like on the way to school, for example, I would listen to like, um, Crazy in Love or Baby Boy, and you know, that's when she really, um, solidified her, uh, image in the public as a solo artist, and then. Um, she had her second album, B-Day, which, uh, had Irreplaceable, which is, you know, a classic, you know, to the left, to the left, indeed. Um, yeah, and, um, yeah, and then, uh, their, her music just started becoming more on, like, what, uh, women are in relationships, and, you know, at the end of them, um, you know, uh, just exploring more of, uh, her femininity, I guess. And then I Am Sasha Fears is when she really, um, you know, she said female empowerment. Like, if I were a boy, single ladies, um, video games, uh, even Why Don't You Love Me? So yeah, um, are there any other, like, industry uh, queens that, I guess, you think defined their careers during the early 2010s, like Beyonce? That's a good question. I was a K-poppy. <laughs> oh, so I can't, I can't, that I can't say. You can say Girls' Generation; they are queens too. Oh, for sure, for sure. Girls' Generation, brown-eyed girls. Or like, what are some of your best memories? I guess from that time, like in in relation to maybe Beyonce's music. If you guys have any, you can say you don't. <laughs> from well, okay, this isn't from the early 2010s, right? But um, but Beyonce was irreplaceable irreplaceable was the first song i ever learned the lyrics to oh wow yeah i was so obsessed with that song mind you i was like six or something six or seven and like i remember distinctly very distinctly staring out because we were in new zealand at the time and we had this whole like this huge big door that like that like um big, big glass door that led out to like our garden and sometimes i would just stand there and stare out the glass door and listen to irreplaceable and cry at six. <laughs> At six. Wow. Who was I? That's one of my my earliest memories of music, and it's Beyonce. I remember single ladies because the Jonas Brothers made a parody. Was it just, oh was yeah, it just I Joe Jonas. That. I think it was just Joe Jonas. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> that my earliest memory of Beyonce. Or if I were a boy, I was like, wow, that's so controversial. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, speaking of controversy, uh, 
like she she really uh went on and um well I don't I wouldn't say controversial I guess like she wasn't really controversial with her next releases but then um you know she did continue her her uh feminism I guess with with four but then there she started to explore you know more of like um like uh her African roots uh you know in her uh like her culture's influences uh on you know music and stuff like that and then she did uh self 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 titled which was a visual album titled was yes a good oh. album yeah oh indeed. my god and Gave she just like, she dropped no angel it and stuff out of nowhere i forgot she did that where were you guys when when she did that do you guys remember no <laughs> no okay same no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um and then uh she released um her next album which is her latest i think am i correct her latest i guess that's beyonce because she did the lion king soundtrack but yeah and then this is when you know when adele was like beyonce's my the artist of my life you know <laughs> I'm sorry for that. She, yeah. Thank so we're talking you. about lemonade here, of course. So yeah, um, that was a lot. Like she's done a lot with her with her career, and you know, it's not a sur- it's not a surprise that she's like, uh, you know, she has 28 Grammys. So yeah, aside from that, she's done uh, Coachella. She headlined that. She did Homecoming, which is you know her experience, and then she was also. Um, oh, she released Black is King, which I haven't seen, sadly, because I haven't had the time because of, you know, academics. And you call yourself a Beyonce fan. Pitchfork's being uh, taken out right at this moment. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I should call <laughs> myself a fan of, uh, I don't know, like maybe Blue Ivy, who, by the way, uh, won a Grammy that night as well. And she's just <gasps> nine. She's just what nine. What were Can you, you guys doing at age nine? <laughs> You know the the bar just just goes up, <laughs> like it just what keeps did she going win a up. Grammy for um she she won for uh, Brown Skin Girl. She won with her mom. Can you imagine hey, winning a Grammy okay, with your mom? Okay, and I think that's it. We talked about um Billie Eilish and Megan Thee Stallion. We've talked about um Taylor Swift. We've talked about Beyonce, and we even you know dived a little bit into Blue Ivy and why she won. This was IJ, Kai, and Bea. And uh, yeah, uh, remember to keep it magis. Follow the sound. He Says, She Says is a production of Magis Radio written by Gabby Belmonte, Natalie Gavino, Liam Lau, and Althea Velosa. Edited by Darlene Ortega. We'll be back with a new episode of Pop Asia on Tuesday.